Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, hello. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I am Kelsey Matheson, and this is episode number 123. And we're going to talk about stopping the cycle of people pleasing and really choosing you. So we're going to talk about mindset shifts and embracing your self-worth. We are going to talk about going beyond people pleasing, like what the real cost of continuing to serve from an empty cup is. We're going to talk about the limits of love, right? Establishing healthy boundaries. And we're going to talk about the ultimate self-care commitment. So I am very excited to go over this with you, dive into the realm of people-pleasing and explore how this tendency that we think comes from the heart (laughs) and we think is selfless but how it might be hindering you from actually achieving your fullest potential and how people-pleasing might actually be damaging the very relationships and personal fulfillment that you are working so hard to nurture as a chronic people-pleaser. We're also going to uncover some associated health risks that come with people-pleasing and introduce some very practical and easy-to-implement steps that will allow you to continue to support because you I know you serve people. I know you are in the wellness space. So you are serving people to improve their health and wellness in some way, shape or form. But I don't want you to be doing that if you are sacrificing your own health and well-being, right? So today is really about finding a balance that honors both your personal needs and your desire to help others. It's why you started your business in the first place, right? And some of you might, not all of you might be wellness entrepreneurs, but we are serving, right? We have a business that serves the needs of our clients. So I want to ensure that your own self-care and as well as caring for others can coexist. So listen, I do want to ask that when you're listening to this podcast episode, but all of the episodes, is I want to ask you to listen from a place of being open. Because many of you have probably heard these concepts before, and that's great, right? My unique experience, my unique take on things might bring some fresh insights to the table, but also the person with the most perspectives has the most wisdom. And repetition is key to mastery. So when you think to yourself, oh, I already know this, I've already heard this, I just want you to recognize that as resistance. Staying open helps you to catch new and relevant details that can make all the difference. Because when you listen to something at one point in time in your life and you listen to it at another point in time in your life, you'll take in different things or even just based on your state at the moment that you are listening to the information. Just be open to receiving all the information that's coming at you because resistance is just going to keep you stuck. Resistance isn't going to serve you in any way, shape or form, right? So I want to talk a little bit about we can't pour from an empty cup. It's just not sustainable. So I want you to think about when was the last time that you chose you? Because today is you choosing you, like you're listening to this podcast, you are choosing you. There's little ways that we choose to prioritize our needs. But I know that so many of us, especially as women, have a habit of putting everyone else's needs before our own. And this is the thing is it's not your fault. There are so many studies 
and statistics that highlight the societal conditioning of women to prioritize the needs of others over our own. And I, look, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I love men. I love dudes. My husband and I have been married for almost 20 years. But there are statistics that compare women to men because typically we experience different circumstances than men do as women. And because we're societally conditioned to serve in a different way, but just in, in a different way in general. So this doesn't have anything to do with being down on men, but it does have everything to do with empowering women and educating women, right? Because we're typically conditioned to be the caregivers. More women than men report that striking a balance between responsibilities at home and responsibilities at work, striking a balance between that is incredibly challenging. There's not a lot of men who are saying, oh yeah, it's kind of hard to balance all that stuff. And research also shows that consistently putting others first can lead to increased stress and mental health issues. And that women experience heightened levels of stress compared to men. So I just want to talk about the good news. <laughs> the good news is that even though some of our people-pleasing habits are running unconsciously in the background, we do have the power to rewire our brain. Because I know a lot of us deal with the fear of rejection. We're worried that if we stop saying yes to every request or demand that we're going to face rejection or disapproval, or even worse, <gasps> disappoint our friends or our families or our colleagues. Oh no, I can't be the cause of disappointment, right? We also lack personal boundaries, right? Some of you might be experiencing some blurred lines when it comes to personal boundaries, or maybe the lines aren't even blurred. They're just non-existent and you feel frustrated and maybe even a little resentful because your needs are being shoved aside, but you don't know how to change that, right? And that, of course, leads to a loss of self-identity. If you are living to meet others' expectations all the time, you've lost who you really are. And maybe you don't even know. <laughs> I, I have a lot of clients who I work with who don't even know what their own wants and needs are anymore. It's like, I don't really know what I want. They totally feel disconnected from who they really are. And look, you are not alone. If you're feeling this way, don't beat yourself up. You are not alone. Compared to men, women are twice as prone to be diagnosed with anxiety or depression. And that is a trend that commonly aligns with women losing touch with their inner selves and feeling a loss of identity. But we can change this, ladies. And the other thing I'm seeing a lot with my clients is they're just, they're burnt out. They're emotionally exhausted. So if you are consistently putting other people's needs before your own, you are very likely to experience a significant amount of burnout, right? The emotional toll of trying to please everyone and the inability to say no is hurting you, okay? Look, if you're listening to this today, you know, you're in the right place. If you want to discover your authentic self, if you want to supercharge your mental and emotional well-being, then this episode is for you. If you're ready to empower your boundary blueprint <laughs> and you want to experience deeper levels of joy and purpose, then that's what I want to talk about today. Because I think the bigger issue here is that chronic people-pleasing reinforces unhealthy societal norms. And the problem is that if we continue this trend, then we're being poor role models for our children, especially our daughters. I think this people-pleasing strains our relationships. Even though we think we're people-pleasers, the quality of our caregiving diminishes. Studies show, statistics show that when you are people-pleasing, you actually have more dysfunctional relationships than harmonious ones. So let's talk about shifting your mindset. Let's talk about embracing your self-worth. 
because people pleasing at its core is a self-sabotaging behavior. You're like, wait, what? And it erodes your self-worth. It's a paradox. Like our minds trick us into believing that taking care of others and putting their needs before our own is the path to acceptance and love. And your brain will do its best to convince you that what you are doing is right, that it, you are being selfless. But what's happening is there is another part of your brain that is on this relentless pursuit of the approval of others, making sure that everybody is happy, making sure that you're not rocking the boat, that you're not upsetting anyone. And you know what happens over time? This forces us into silence. It forces our own voice and our own needs kind of off the priority list. So that leads to a disempowering cycle where our own sense of value becomes watered down and unclear. So we search for approval externally. We search for outside approval. And each time we prioritize the desires of others over our own, we're sending this little message to our brain that our opinions, our feelings, our needs are secondary. Or even worse, that they're inconsequential. Think about it. Do all of these amazing things for everyone else. Like when we do all of these wonderful things, we get praised. We're told we're kind, we're loving, we're caring. And as little girls, we're told we're supposed to be a good girl. So as women, when we hear that we're a good girl, it's like training our brain that we do need to put everybody else's needs before our own. So over time, this misalignment diminishes our self-esteem. It creates internal conflict because then our authentic self is constantly at odds with this facade we present to the world. And I know you might be thinking, yeah, but wait, Kelsey, like if people keep telling me how caring and loving and wonderful I am, how can that diminish my self-esteem? Well, because self-esteem doesn't just come from being liked or admired by others. It's about liking and admiring yourself for who you are, right? It's about valuing your opinions and needs, not just those of others. So when our self-worth is tied to external validation, it becomes fragile and dependent on something that we can't control. We can't control what anybody else thinks about us. True self-esteem comes from an internal sense of worthiness, where we appreciate and accept ourselves, regardless of how much we please others. When my clients share with me that they have their first hater on social media, or they get their first bad book review, or they get some negative feedback, I'm like, yay! <laughs> Let's celebrate that because we can't please everyone all the time. That is not sustainable. And with my clients, typically they have a clear niche of who they serve in their business. And clearly those quote unquote haters are not their ideal people, right? We can't serve everyone all the time. It's actually a horrible business model. This is about finding a balance between kindness to others and kindness to ourselves and understanding that saying no to others can sometimes mean it means saying yes to your own self-respect, to your own well-being. And we're going to get into to that in a little bit, right? But the essence of people-pleasing is a betrayal of our true selves. And I know it's paradoxical. It feels weird because you're like, but I'm people-pleasing. So how is this a betrayal of my true self? I know it doesn't make sense. I know your brain's going, uh, what? Just stick with me. Because recognizing this paradox is the first step towards reclaiming your power and building a foundation of self-worth. I've been struggling with this. It feels like my whole life. I was bullied my whole life. My whole MO was to make people like me. 
because I was bullied and bullied and bullied relentlessly my entire, up until in my early 20s. I've been there and working on my people pleasing. I've done so much work. And I think we need to talk about this more as women, as, as entrepreneurs too. So I hope you're resonating with what I'm saying here. I do have an exercise. I want you to grab a journal if you can. And if you're listening to this, you might want to pause it or you want to come back to this or just listen. And then you can do this on your own. But basically just take a few deep breaths, roll your shoulders, shake out your arms, right? Take a deep breath in through your nose into your stomach, like really fill up your lungs and get the air all the way to the bottom of your lungs. Just release through the mouth. Do that a couple times to send a message to your brain that you're safe. And just do this a couple of times. And I'm going to ask you a question. And you're going to answer the question and just write down the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay? Just don't allow your brain too much time to think. Just the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay? We want to know what comes up instantly. And then don't overthink it. Just write it down, even if it sounds ridiculous. So I want you to answer this question. If you have your pen handy, your paper handy, remember, first thing that comes to your mind, I want you to answer this question. When I look in the mirror, I think I am. Write it down. And as soon as your brain starts to think, you're done. Okay. Did you write down the first word or words that came to mind? Okay. When I do this with my clients, usually ugly or fat or lonely or old or unattractive or a loser or some women who've done a lot of this work say powerful or funny. One of my clients was, she was like, washed up. (laughs) She was like, where the hell did that come from? (laughs) Now, listen, you might be like, where did that word come from? Just know that you're safe. Okay. Some of you might say these things so so often to yourself, you're not surprised. For me, I was angry. I was like, are you kidding me? I have been working so hard on myself for decades that that word is still inside of me. There's just so much we're unaware of. So don't beat yourself up. Just allow whatever is surfacing to surface. Okay, you might be going through kind of like a wave of emotion of like, what? Oh my gosh, where did that come from? If you do want to work on that on your subconscious and what's going on, please reach out to me. If you're in therapy, you can talk with a therapist about this. It's amazing how much the subconscious runs the show. And so what I want you to do now is I want you to grab a mirror or maybe a compact. I know you probably have your phone. Grab your phone and put the camera on so it's facing you. And I want you to just look at yourself in the mirror, look into your eyes Take a nice, deep, deep, deep breath. Tell your brain that everything is okay. And as you're looking at yourself in the mirror, I want you to think of something that you love about yourself. Maybe it's an achievement you're proud of or a quality you love about yourself, something you genuinely appreciate about yourself. Just look into your eyes. And it might even just be, I love you. I love you. I got you, girl. I got you. I love you. I'm telling you, we need to be doing this every single day multiple times a day. We need to be sending this message to your brain regularly. Okay. And then write it down, write down what you love about yourself and implement a practice of self-love every single day. Cause it's so powerful. It's effortless and it's also free, <laughs> right? When was the last time you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, Hey girl, I freaking love you. You rock. Make this your morning ritual. Make this your bedtime ritual or both. 
This could be as simple as spending a few quiet moments in front of the mirror after you brush your teeth, just looking at yourself in the eyes, telling yourself how much you love yourself and what you love about yourself. Put a sticky note on the mirror listing all the things that you love about yourself. Every time you take a selfie, before you actually click the button, see yourself in the phone and think to yourself, I love everything about you. Click and take the photo. Your photos will probably come out really nicely <laughs> when you have that state, when you have that energy going on. The key is consistency, really. It's not duration. And as this becomes a practice, it will serve as a daily anchor for you. It will reinforce a positive self-image. It will reinforce self-love. And the true power of this exercise is in its cumulative effects, for sure, over time. Giving yourself these intentional messages of love will shift your internal dialogue over time. And I know it sounds simple, but sometimes the simplest things can make the most impact. And here's the thing, like this isn't just feel good fluff or positive thinking, like this is backed by science. I majored in psychology in university and you know how we can learn a new skill and change new habits, like that's just called neuroplasticity, right? New skills, new habits right? Our brain can rewire itself. So when we keep telling ourselves positive things, our brain starts to look for more things that you love about yourself. It will start to look for more evidence that that is true. Now, there's a lot more to this kind of exercise. There's also emotions. There's a lot more, but this practice will help. This practice will also help to de decrease your stress and anxiety because it's about building self-compassion. So if you are interested in diving more into this, please reach out to me. I would love to continue to work with you on this. It's such powerful stuff. And of course, there's only so much I can do in a podcast episode, but girl, for you, if you are a people pleaser, this stuff is crucial. I want you to be as kind to yourself as you are to others. All right. Give your brain and your emotions a total makeover. And you can do that just with words. I do want to talk about the cost of an empty cup because I'm sure you've heard the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. It's a gentle reminder that taking care of others requires us to take care of ourselves. But we're busy. We're entrepreneurs. We're in a, a whirlwind of a life, <laughs> right? Our lives are crazy. And we know that we can't pour from an empty cup intellectually, but we often put this crucial piece of wisdom on the back burner. And the truth is, relentless people-pleasing doesn't just deplete your emotional reserves. It does have tangible effects on your health. It really does. Studies have shown that chronic stress, which is often a byproduct of constantly trying to meet the needs of others at the expense of your own, can lead to serious health issues like heart disease and high blood pressure and a weakened immune system. It's a huge reminder that the cost of neglecting self-care in the pursuit of pleasing others can be devastatingly high. So what happens when we're always filling up everyone else's cup, but not our own? Essentially, our body and mind enter a state of quote-unquote survival mode. Your life is not at stake, but our sympathetic nervous system is in overdrive, which is our fight, flight, or freeze state. And unfortunately, in today's society, we are chronically in fight, flight, or freeze. Because of that, we're more prone to burnout, we're prone to anxiety, we're more prone to depression. And our creativity and our productivity totally take a nosedive. Because let's face it, when we're running on empty, that leaves us very little or nothing to offer, both to ourselves and of course, the people we're trying to help. So I want you to do another quick exercise that's going to bring this point home. Again, I want you to grab your journal 
And just take a moment to reflect. Again, take a nice deep breath. Let your brain know that you're safe. (sighs) And think about last week or think about this past month, maybe even this past year. But I want you to write down five times when you said yes to something and you really wanted to say no. Now, this can be sneaky because let's say you're, it's you getting involved in a discussion that, you know, you didn't really want to be a part of, but you kind of felt obligated and you weren't necessarily asked outright, like, hey, can you have a discussion about this where you would say yes or no? But somehow you got caught up in this discussion and afterwards you were like, oh, why did I let myself get sucked into that? Like that wasn't helpful. It maybe it left you drained or just uncomfortable. And you could have easily just set a boundary and just not engaged or you removed yourself. Do you see how it can be sneaky? Like if you did have the choice in, you know, in hindsight, you would have been like, oh yeah, I wouldn't have gotten involved with that conversation. And I would have wanted to say no or walk away or not get involved or excuse myself or whatever that is, right? So I want you to write down five times where you said yes, and you would have rather said no, or there was something you got involved in, you somehow got kind of roped in on. And then if aftermath of that, you would have been like, I I didn't really want to do that. (laughs) Okay. And next to each of those items, those five points, I want you to jot down how it made you feel physically or emotionally or both. Maybe it left you feeling drained. Maybe it left you feeling tired, resentful. And also remember, this isn't about guilt. Like, I don't need to feel guilty. I don't want you to beat yourself up like, why didn't I say no? I shouldn't have blah, blah, blah. I shouldn't have got myself involved in that. Why did I even do that in the first place? Like, don't beat yourself up. This isn't about guilt. This is about awareness, okay? It's shining a light on the cost of people-pleasing, not just in abstract terms, but in very real currency, which is your health and your well-being. Okay, so the key takeaway here is not that helping others is bad, but it's that ignoring your own needs in the process is is unsustainable. Does that make sense? The goal is to find a balance where you can be there for others without sacrificing your health and happiness. It's about filling your cup first so then you have plenty to share with those around you without running dry. Okay, so again, every morning after you've told yourself how much you love yourself and all the things that you love about yourself, check in with yourself and say, what do I need today? Okay. And by the way, for those of you who have a strong journaling practice, you could do this to start your day. What do I need today? And it could be as basic as five minutes of silence with your coffee. That's what you need today. I need five minutes on my own, five minutes of silence with my coffee. Or maybe you need to set boundaries in a specific relationship, right? Or maybe you write down that what you need today is to just not get involved in so-and-so's drama (laughs) or any drama for that matter. Or it's, what do you need today? I need to take this, this, and this off of my plate. And then you honor that as a non-negotiable. This is your first step towards a fuller cup by consciously choosing to prioritize your well-being. And then we set the stage for more balanced, for a more healthy for a more fulfilling life, not just for ourselves, right? But for everyone in our lives, because the ultimate truth is a filled cup will overflow. So when that cup is overflowing, it's enriching the lives of the people around us. Truly, it's empowering. Okay, so I've already mentioned boundaries. 
I think that this is a crucial point for us entrepreneurs and for us women establishing healthy boundaries. I know that you've experienced times when you've stretched yourself too thin and it's always been in the, or not always, but it's, there's been times where it was in the name of helping others. You stretched yourself too thin in the name of helping others. I have been there many times myself, right? It's very common amongst us who are caregivers in some way right? We take care of our families. We take care of our friends. We take care of our loved ones, our communities. But here's the hard truth. Without clear boundaries, our capacity to love and serve effectively totally diminishes. It's like trying to secure everyone else's oxygen mask on a turbulent flight when you're gasping for air. You know that analogy? Put your own oxygen mask on first. Boundaries are there to keep you protected, right? Boundaries are there to allow for healthy interactions. They don't cut people off or push people out. They enable us to respect our limits and teach others to do the same. Think of them as a personal declaration of independence. (laughs) You're acknowledging your right to self-care and respect and your own needs and feelings, right? This is so hard for us to learn as women. I do a lot of work around boundaries with my clients because establishing boundaries can feel like you're being mean. And for us people pleasers, I'm sorry, but we do not want to come across as being mean or unavailable or unhelpful. Are you kidding me? Like the fear of disappointing someone or the fear of conflict. Oh boy, that can be daunting. That's me. The fear of conflict. Oh boy. Not so much anymore because I'm doing the work, but So I want you to consider this. Research has shown that clear boundaries reduce stress, increase emotional well-being, and lead to healthier, more satisfying relationships. Let me say that again, ladies. Setting clear boundaries can lead to a healthier, more satisfying relationship. That's right. Setting limits is actually a form of self-respect. It's an act of love. It's an act of love for you and it's an act of love for others. It creates a space where genuine connection and support can actually flourish. There's no resentment. There's no burnout. So if you're not driving or or walking, I, I want you to take a moment just to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Again, take a few deep breaths into your lungs, through your nose. Send a message to your brain that ah, you are safe and everything is okay. Relax your jaw. Relax your shoulders relax your stomach. And I want you to think about a recent situation where you felt drained, where maybe you were taken advantage of in some way, where you clearly did not communicate your boundaries. And now I want you to reimagine that scenario with clear boundaries in place. Like, What does it look like with clear boundaries? What would you have done differently? How could have the situation played out differently? Is there something you would have said differently or said earlier on in the process? What does the communication look like or sound like? And if your boundaries were not respected, what could you have done? So when you're ready to open your eyes, you can write down what you saw. You can write down what you imagined, how you established those limits, and how it potentially could have changed the dynamic of the situation. So one of my clients I was working with told me that when she did this 
exercise that she really realized that she says yes to avoid disappointing others. She imagined saying something like, I appreciate your request, but I can't commit to this right now without overextending myself. And then she asked for a compromise. So she, this was what played out in her reimagining of the situation. And then she said, it felt really good. And she was like, surprisingly, I didn't feel any guilt. And we were talking about it. And I said, well, one of the reasons why you don't feel guilt is because you were setting a boundary that was a win-win for everyone. Like your loved one does not want you to overextend yourself. The people who care about your well-being, they don't want you to burn yourself out. They don't want to stress yourself out on account of them, right? But we have these narratives in our head that we're going to upset people, that we're going to disappoint people. And here's the thing. You might, it's true, you might upset people, you might disappoint people. But even if we do, you're starting to set clearer boundaries. And people don't like change. It's just the way that it is. They're not used to this behavior coming from you. So it's just about teaching them how to treat you and teaching your brain to communicate your needs. And it's hard because sometimes you won't recognize it until after the fact. After the fact, you're like, oh my God, I was totally taken advantage again. I didn't recognize it when it was happening. But just even having that awareness after the fact will allow you to have better and strong communication as you move forward. It's a practice, my friends. This doesn't change overnight. And the bottom line is we can't control anyone else. We can only control ourselves. So my client was really sharing with me the strength of boundaries. You can be empowered to honor your own needs and feelings without apology. And here's the beautiful part. When you do respect your own boundaries, you're teaching others how to respect not only your boundaries, but their own. It gives them permission to respect their boundaries, right? This isn't about building barriers. It's not about pushing people or cutting people off. It's about nurturing self-respect and creating healthy, balanced relationships. It's recognizing that saying no thank you to what drains you, to what is detrimental to your well-being, saying no to what's not in alignment for you or what could negatively impact your well-being is okay, is important. All right? Amazing. Okay. As we kind of continue this journey into our self-care and personal growth exploration, I also want you to, well, I want to talk about the ultimate self-care commitment, okay? So this is about the importance of removing yourself from everyday environments and stressors. And again, I'm not just talking about taking a break and going for a walk, although that is super important, but this is just about a profound reset for your nervous system, like a deliberate step away from the familiar hustle and bustle, the constant demands, the faces even that we see day in and day out. This is about dedicating some time to focus solely on you. <laughs> and let me, let me be honest, for many of you, that might, it might be the first time in a long while. So I want you just to imagine stepping away from your routine, from the endless buzz of your notifications, from the roles you play in the lives of others, from your team, from your clients, from your business, and just truly reconnect with yourself. This is about truly reconnecting with yourself. And I'm telling you, when you do this, you will be a changed, this is really about being an unstoppable entrepreneur, but you will be a changed woman. This is essential maintenance for your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. It's about giving your system a chance to regulate right? It's a shift from the relentless fight or flight mode to a state of rest and digest. And that's where healing begins. And what I invite you to do is to envision an ultimate care, like your self-care act, which is attending a week-long retreat at Anamaya Resort. 
So yes, I am one of the owners of Anamaya Resort. Many of you know that. Anamaya is nestled in the heart of Costa Rica, but it's not just a retreat. Anamaya is like a sanctuary for transformation. Okay. I'm doing a little plug for my retreat center, but this is about focusing on you. This is about true transformation as an entrepreneur. Every morning you wake up to the sounds of nature, the monkeys, the birds, you can hear the ocean. You breathe in like the purest air. What I also love about Costa Rica just in general <laughs> is you walk off the plane and like in about 45 minutes, you look 10 years younger. <laughs> it's like something about the ocean air, the humidity. I don't know, it, being that close to the equator. But all of a sudden I'm like, why do I look 10 years younger? Every time I come to Costa Rica. <laughs> so here's the thing. Anamaya meets you exactly where you are, whether you're seeking rejuvenation and reflection, or maybe you're craving a little adventure and excitement, we tailor your experience to fit your needs. What makes us different is that you get to customize your own experience. Isn't that amazing? Like your customizable retreat basically ensures that your stay with us addresses your specific needs for growth and restoration. So you can practice yoga overlooking our epic ocean views. You can go zip lining or you can swim in the ocean. You can just go for a nice walk along the beach, feel the sand in your toes, right? You can take one of our specialized workshops or take a salsa class, try a few of our amazing spa treatments. We have, I'm going to tell you about our spa. Oh my gosh. We have so many unique spa treatments you can't get anywhere else right? Or you can just lay in your hammock and read a book or write in your journal. Anamaya is a place to really deep dive into self-discovery. I haven't really talked a lot about Anamaya on this podcast, so I really wanted to take this opportunity today to talk about how powerful a week retreat can be, whether it's at Anamaya or not. Of course, I'm going to talk about Anamaya. It's my business. But I think it's important that you reconnect with yourself, that you rekindle some of your passions that you hit the reset button. And I know just because I'm one of the owners that the benefits of Anamaya's retreats are profound. People tell us all the time, my week at Anamaya was transformational. And then some people are like, yeah, but how can you have a transformational experience in seven days? I mean, you don't need to take my word for it. You can go to TripAdvisor and read the reviews. People are blown away at how powerful a week at Anamaya can be and how the effects of their retreat stay with them long after they've returned home. Studies have shown that time spent in nature combined with mindfulness practices like yoga or meditation can significantly reduce stress, can improve mental health, can enhance physical well-being. This is more than just relaxation. This is literally about realignment and renewal on every level. So I offer that you step away from your daily life, that you immerse yourself in the transformational power of Anamaya. Reach out to me directly, okay? If you are listening to this podcast, and you're like, I need to get my ass to Anamaya. <laughs> I want you to connect with me. Tell me you heard the podcast episode about self-care, about people-pleasing, really. This episode is really about people-pleasing. So let's say you're going to contact me. You're going to tell me that you listened to the people-pleasing episode of my podcast, and you want the 10% discount that I'm going to offer you. I'm going to offer you 10% discount on your accommodations and all your meals. Right here, right now, my friends. <laughs> Boom. Yes. It's time to replenish your well, my friend. So you're going to contact me directly. 
You're going to tell me that you listened to the people pleasing episode of my podcast. And I will offer you a 10% discount on one of our weekly retreats, 10% off of accommodation and meals. So of course, this can't be bundled with any other discount or offer. I mean, it's only on one of our in-house retreats, but it, it goes towards your accommodation and all your meals. Look, you've been serving others for a really long time. I, and I, I acknowledge, I acknowledge all you do, but I also, I know that you need a real reset, right? It's time to experience that rejuvenation yourself. The bravest choice you can make is to choose yourself truly. So if the idea of a transformational retreat resonates with you, let me know. Contact me. Tell me you heard this episode you'll get 10% off accommodations and meals at Anamaya. It's time to choose you, my friends. And let me tell you, Anamaya will help you do that unlike anyone else, unlike anywhere else. All right? So I hope I hear from you. <laughs> Be like, Kelsey, I don't want to serve from an empty cup. I don't want to pour from an empty cup anymore. Right? I was confronted with the harsh reality of my people pleasing and what it's doing to me. No more. No, thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast, my friends. I wish for you to embrace your self-worth. I wish for you to fill your own cup and establish healthy boundaries and commit to a healthy retreat, whether it's at Anamaya or, or anywhere else. I want you to set the stage for an incredible life, for you to serve as an unstoppable entrepreneur and continue to provide so much joy so that it's at least that it's not at the risk of your own health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in, my friends. And thank you for listening to me talk about my resort. It's not something I typically do on this podcast, but you know what? Anamaya is unlike any other retreat center on the planet. I can confidently say that. We've been around for over 14 years. All right. Sending you so much love, my friends. Ciao for now. I can't wait to connect with you next time. Hey, one more thing. Have you joined my mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs yet? If you are a woman entrepreneur and you are focused on growing your business and serving more people, then it's time to join us in the mastermind. Look, my friend, growing a business is lonely and it's hard. My mastermind makes being an entrepreneur much, much easier. Surround yourself with like-minded women, learn my best practices for growing a thriving and sustainable wellness business and gain access to hundreds of trainings and resources. This mastermind, I'm telling you, is a no-brainer. Join this powerful community today, and I look forward to seeing you inside.